0: Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Minnie. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE Podcast. Today we're talking about all sorts of things. We're talking about the new CG unit and also continuing the Final Fantasy, not the Final Fantasy, the Dragon Quest XI collab that we got going on, plus a huge Ability Awakening patch. And by huge, I
1: mean expensive. Yeah. And we're not going to cover all the units. We're just going to talk about the ones we
0: are interested in. Yes, exactly. First things first, though. I hate that we have two King Mogs active at the same time. Yeah, I don't know
1: who gave the go-ahead for that idea, but it's just a god-awful idea. It just feels horrible ever since we got the event point, the EP system. Uh, it just, you have to farm out Dragon Quest all the way to get your five keys. And then you also have to farm out the new one, the Cyclone, to 15k points to get your uh, five star ticket to summon. It just feels bad. Yeah, it, it's just rough because it means unless you're 100% efficient, you're going to have to use pots to do both. And then you can't speed up the way or the the way you gain these eps you have to every single uh 40 energy spent is 400 ep flat that's it so you're just gonna have to grind it which uh, i don't know it's it's rough i i really don't like back to back king Mogs. in the past it was okay because i just pick up whatever i wanted from the shop and move on to the next one but now that it's harder to move on because of the EP system, I just really think back-to-back is a mistake.
0: It just feels really bad to be forced. Well, not forced. You don't have to do anything. But realistically, who's going to pass up a free, guaranteed, limited 5-star? Like, Yeah, you're absolutely. Getting, by, by getting the 30,000, you're getting that Dragon Quest unit, at least one of them. And typically, limited units, getting them is a really good idea, um, if you can. In this yeah, case no you're getting a reason. free one. You're get it's literally yeah. free to get one. But it feels bad because we are doing one king mog and we've been doing it for a week and pounding away at it to try to get to thirty. And they're like, here you go, here's another one, get to fifteen as well, at least. Yeah. You know, it, it's it just this is the type of stuff that makes me burn out because it's just constant farming and grinding, constant over and over every day, you know?
1: On the bright side, the cyclone is only three. Wave battles, which I think is a step in the right direction. I really hope that future King Mogs all follow this pattern and only give us like two or three waves. Because I don't know, fighting five waves of enemies when there are no bonus units, just it gets tiring after a while. Even with 40 energy a pop, but especially mm-hmm. when you got two King Mogs
0: back to back. I agree with you. I like that it's only three. If you're gonna get a bonus unit, you'll get that anyway. Like they should just do it for everything. Yeah, I agree. just make it a short, quick, uh, one, two, three battle. If you really want to show off uh, units or enemies from a collaboration, just put them all in one fight, and away we go. Because realistically, if you're clearing the top tier legend easily, you like most people clear it with a full team of uh, bonus units. And if you can't do that, I mean, just adjust your team till you can clear it and clear less fights. You know. Yeah, I mean, if they want to showcase the units, you can put
1: them in the lower tiers, right? Cuz you have to clear each tier before you get the legend, and then legend is usually the one everybody farms. So the that's legend, the one you a can boss fight. Just either make it a boss fight or just if you remember the fundamental forces event where legend was just one fight against Morgana.
0: Mhm.
1: Why not just do that? was it not was it Morgana, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought I had that wrong for no, a second. You got it. Yeah and uh they just make make it that once you get the legend you just fight emperor in this case and see you later
0: yeah exactly and then everyone's happy because you only have to do one fight ever right like you do one and you're good to go and you're farming and it's efficient and it's 40 energy which is good continue with the 40 energy just reduce the amount of fights because the longer i spend in there the harder it gets to continue (laughs) yeah i'm just happy it's going in the right direction three is better than five so, I agree with you. I'll take whatever small wins that they give us. All that being said, let's talk about the other thing that kind of tilts me is the ability awakening batch that just came out. Mm-hmm. We're getting Shadowlord, we're getting Livichin and Toto, and we're getting Nalu. We're also getting uh, four other units, Luka, Shinju, Pechiata, and Kupipi. Um, I don't really want to talk about those ones because i feel like they're useless except for kupipi and we'll get to her um, what do you think of the sheer volume of ability awakenings that you have to do to make shadow lord or Livid at shantoto half decent
1: oh it's absolutely nutty i think what shantoto has 10 different abilities to awaken man yeah, crazy. that's that's gonna drain your christ stock massively I mean, I love the enhancements. I think they've become top tier units now after being garbage for so long. But man, having to invest that much just to play a unit that you like it's just it's another one of those feels bad moments where I just don't wanna feel like I'm barred from playing the one I want just because I don't have the reason like Awakening three or four abilities already takes a toll on you. You know what I mean? you got to farm those story events, the bonus missions. And for everybody except players that have been playing for a long-ass time, they're going to struggle to even use these units. And by the time they have the resources to enhance the abilities, the units will already have been lost to Power Creep. So I don't know. I like the enhancements. I hate the fact that there's so many different abilities to
0: like the cost the cost is just nuts and for both Livid and toto and shadow lord who shadow lord has eight abilities you need to awaken you need to awaken pretty much all of them to make them good
1: yeah because most of the awakenings are massive
0: damage buffs which they desperately need exactly or like huge stat buffs that they were desperately lacking yeah
1: Because I Um, mean, like one of Shadow Lord's abilities, his cooldown goes from what, three turns to two turns, which is a huge difference for the way you play him. And it's just, I can't imagine like you do, you, you, let's say you awaken that ability, but none of his damaging abilities, then like, who cares? You're still doing shit damage. But if you awaken his damaging abilities, you're doing way less damage than you could unless you awaken his uh, cooldown abilities too. And it's just, you just really need to get
0: like 90% of them probably to make the most of him. Yeah, exactly. You definitely need to awaken Blood Weapon. Um, the fact that it's down to two turns means you can take advantage of the buffs it gives you right away. Every every time it's up, the buffs are resetting for you. So like you're using blood weapon and then doing more damage is just like a back and forth kind of cycle, which yeah. finally is really good. Having that down turn, like when it was three-turn cooldown, you had a turn where all your buffs were gone, but you couldn't use the ability again
1: yeah i feel like the blood weapon cooldown should have just been two turns right from the get-go i don't like making it three just crippled him right from the start like right from the start shadow lord was not an amazing unit and that's that's largely part of the reason why because it's exactly why he needs eight abilities awakened to
0: make him good yeah it just shows you how far in the hole he actually was That being said, he does have one really, really cool ability. Immortal Justice is a passive ability, and it has a cool guts effect.
1: Yeah, I love this ability. This is probably, it it contributes nothing to his damage, but I love, I just love it. I love how cool it is. I think it's the first ability of its kind that lets you, when you die, revive up to a certain percentage of HP rather than revive with one HP. Or not revive, but technically stay alive
0: with X amount of HP. Basically, to fully kill Shadow Lord in a battle, the enemy is going to have to kill him four times. He's going to HP lock at forty percent, twenty percent, ten percent, and then eventually he'll die. But that is a lot for a lot of trials. Like being able having your DPS survive that many times over is really good. It can definitely help you get through some of those pretty
1: BS RNG uh, thresholds, or some. I don't know if they would they're gonna put out any more global exclusive bosses, but if they do, Shadowlord might
0: come in real handy for that kind of stuff. If we get a uh, a suspicious looking lantern coming back, Shadowlord is your best <laughs> friend.
1: Yeah, or something it's like I don't know why the global exclusive uh, boss fights all have the most obnoxious mechanics. Yeah,
0: I don't know why either. They make it really annoying.
1: Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Back to Shadow. That, that ability
0: from him is just absolutely nuts. I, I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. Other than those two things, those are the two really big things that are u- unique to what he's getting. Everything else is literally just straight stat buffs or straight damage buffs to his damaging ability yeah he also now will chain absolute mirror of equity uh
1: the getting getting access to uh, mirror of equity chains helps him a lot because it, it allows him to chain with a lot more units yeah what did he have before uh nothing he had no chaining family before i don't Damn, think so that's sad at least now he gets one and it's a, a really popular family so he's not going to struggle for chaining partners
0: yeah it's, it's gonna make a huge difference he had no chaining families whatsoever it was it was really sad like he needed everything added in yeah it, it's crazy I don't know why they just didn't rework him but whatever yeah they should have reworked both of these units can you imagine let's say you have Livid Shintoto and Shadow Lord, and you want no, them both no no no, no. that make players too happy you
1: definitely need them to farm to awaken 10 different abilities with their crests,
0: So yeah that's true. I forgot. Yeah, it goes against the mo. Okay. That's true. If, I you're not, if you're not farming, you're. I forgot that this was Final Fantasy Farming Simulator. FFFS. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's great. Like, why not just rework the units? They've done this for global units. They've they literally had a huge batch of units that they just redid, changed them completely. Why not just do that for these two? They they've changed literally their entire kit. Almost every ability they have is updated. You might as well just rework them. Just give them new abilities. Like Livitch and Toto, one, two, three, four, five. Literally has ten attacks, ten different abilities you can actively use in the battle. And you're awakening. Not all of these are actives, mind you, but still, you're awakening an equal amount of abilities. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that isn't that is insane. That being said, Livitch and Toto is a monster now. If you are able to awaken her, she is going to be the top i'd say top magic damage user uh, in the game right now after all of these awakenings even if she's not the top of
1: the top she's definitely going to be more than enough to clear anything we have available today so like if you're a shantoto fan and you have the resources it's definitely worthwhile it just sucks that it's going to cost you so so much like you're not
0: awakening anything else for a while yeah you're, you're going to have to use literally your entire stock of crystals. Yep. Or have been a day one whale. Either one. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the things that she gets that I like. Mana Font um, is getting a huge cooldown uh, reduction. So three turns less on that. Um, she's also getting a quad cast, which is nice. And mm-hmm. she's finally able to chain with a relevant magic chaining family chaos wave. Um, that's going to be huge for her because especially for mages like i can't think of a single mage that does well as a finisher yeah it's all about the chaining
1: yeah these days i don't know who we have that could maybe cersei a little bit but she takes advantage of that uh, magic attack or physical attack scaling off mag mechanic that a lot of mages don't get so it's Classic mages, I think, yeah,
0: most of them are gonna be chainers. So, Livid Shintoto and Shadowlord got huge updates, they are now useful units, if you are able to awaken them, you can actually use them to clear content. Nalu got some much needed upgrades, but I don't think it really puts her in the in the running. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but
1: looking at them, it looks like it just they didn't go far enough with her. They did update her chaining family to Bolting Strike, which I think is welcome. Because a lot of prominent uh, Lightning Element users also use Bolting Strike, but I just don't think her numbers are quite where they need to be still, If you for today's standards anyway. I feel like this update probably should have happened around the time Esther was released. Yeah, that would have made it feel a lot better. Yeah. At least for Nalu. Well, I mean, she was the third ever 7-star unit we got, so she was actually really, really weak. But uh, I just think the timing of it was probably not good. Like if for where we are now, she needs a bit more to actually compete.
0: Yeah, it's true. It, it, they just didn't do quite enough to make her worthwhile as a as a unit overall. Yeah. Um, moving forward, we have two or th- we have two. I think four star units and two three star units getting awakened. Summertime, Luca. You're never going to use this. She got some chaining families. Like it doesn't matter. Shinju's do the same. Petchiata literally got nothing of note. Like you, There's no way you're going to use any of these abilities ever. Um, but Kupipi, on the other hand, did get some nice updates, especially if you don't have a good healer. I mean,
1: she didn't really need these updates. I think they're helpful for her, but she was already, as far as budget healers go, she was probably the best non-6 star or non-5
0: star base healer that's available to players. The fact that she's able to cure all status ailments now, I think, is huge. Um, you're adding in there petrify, which was really annoying, um, as well as one that I can't think of right now that she's she was missing before. Plus, she can now cure the breaks to your team. Those two things together make her really, really useful. If you were taking her and you had to find a, a different way to deal with petrify, it would have been yeah. really annoying. But like, now even basically players can do it.
1: She... She's just a weaker version of some of the 7-star healers we have available right now. Um, But if you do have any of those 5-star base healers that are some of the better ones, you you just forget about her. She's definitely good, though, to bridge that gap if you you haven't been lucky enough to pull one.
0: Exactly. And that's it for this Ability Awakening batch. Um, Tons of units. Not even tons of units. It's only 6 units, I think. 6 or 7 units, but crazy amount of abilities to awaken for the really good ones tread lightly um like Minnie was saying dps units do get uh outstripped very quickly in the meta so keep that in mind when you're thinking like oh okay it's gonna take me like four months worth of farming for chris to even make these people useful there will probably be something better by then yeah moving on to dragon quest 11s there are three i think trials that you can do now uh some of them are pretty difficult actually but they do offer some half decent rewards this time which is a very refreshing
1: uh, yeah i think there's really only two rewards even worth mentioning that's coming out that are coming out of the more difficult trials
0: there's only two rewards that you get yeah yeah well there you go the sacrosanct staff which is a rod um (laughs) yes that's right the staff is now a rod it has 128 mag and 98 spirit for Mm -hmm. mind you the fight is not easy but it's really good if you can manage to beat this thing it's well worth it plus it gives you 25 percent demon killer when doing any kind of damage so it's really strong it's just a really strong rod yeah, I think it's, it matches up with some of the
1: uh, five star based TMR rods that you can get. So to have this coming out of a event trial, so to speak, usually they're not too, too difficult to clear. I think it's surprising and I think it's, I'm happy to see it. It's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I'm kind of tired of having my inventory filled up with these useless items that I'm never,
0: ever going to have a reason to use. Exactly, so having a rod like this that might actually see some use one day, yeah, not too bad. Worst case scenario,
1: if you already have a better rod, there are better rods out there. But um, if you're behind on trials or you just don't have them, you can stick it. Uh, you can use it. But if you do have them, you can stick it on a uh, exploration unit and make them that much better. Make them that yeah.
0: Just Get make you that extra percent better. Right? Yep. The other item you're getting is the Uber Falcon Blade from a different trial. Basically, it's just a decent sword. It's just a really decent sword. 130 attack um, and a nice LB gauge fill rate increase. Not crazy good, but it kind of matches up to a lot of TMR swords as well. Yeah, uh, the only problem is its effect is
1: mostly useless, in my opinion. I think it is definitely a nice sword for beginners or people that are just starting to get into clearing tougher content. 130 flat attack is pretty good but because it doesn't have any attached effects that's all it is it's just a stat stick like it, it lets you attack twice in one turn i think something like that yeah but i mean it's that's not really too useful
0: the LBK fill rate can be useful but for most dps's in today's meta they get a free fill like if you have any of the current like the last four months yeah. of units.
1: And I mean, do you want all... the LB fill or would you rather have a different like 130, 140 attack sword with either an element or like some HP plus or I some take, attack I was just, plus? I was
0: literally just going to say, I wish that I wish they took out the LB gauge fill rate and just put like a sweet 10 or 15% HP. Like take both abilities out and just give it some health because I mean, survival this, is
1: hard. This is a really nice step up from what I'm used to when it comes to trial rewards. We, On the Kingdom Hearts trial, we got some absolute useless stuff during that collab so this is definitely a massive upgrade yeah it's huge it's kind of weird for Kingdom Hearts uh, the farmable stuff was really good and the trial stuff was garbage I don't know why they did it that way but there you they're go. like
0: oh damn people didn't like that let's yeah. change it
1: and make the trial stuff good yeah yeah Now it's I like it I, I like what they did with the Dragon Quest rewards for sure yeah
0: it, it was really nice i wish they continued the trends they're built. so kingdom hearts did one thing right dragon quest event did something right and then you get the new final fantasy two event the cyclone mm-hmm. and the items in here are just atrocious like i don't want any of them yeah like they're, maybe they're maybe wild rose mage and only because human killer for mages can be difficult to find uh i know there's Maneater plus that does it as well as yeah. if you get uh, Diablos and Maximo, like, it's
1: not super good, but it's definitely more rare than the physical Man Eater. Uh, it's definitely a lot easier to come by, so potentially you could pick up one or two of these. But it can be I, I nice. think it's, it's just... even that if you've been playing for long enough, even that's a waste of a slot. Well, think so about like, it
0: think about nothing it this is
1: way. really uh, nothing in there is really worth picking up unless you're a collector.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head. All of the equipment and material here is <clears throat> pretty much useless. Honestly, my recommendation for this King Mog, obviously pull out that uh, five star X ticket that's in there. Farm yeah, it out. Pick up your tickets for sure. Farm it out to get that guaranteed five star special summon ticket, and then if possible, look at getting some of the TMR Muggles that you want for units you don't have. Now with Prism Moogles from the uh, anniversary events, and I'm sure that's a continuing trend, likely next year, maybe in the future, as well as with the trust reward system, you can get more Prism Moogles. You can always pop these into a Prism Moogle and get a decent TMR without even having to pull on the banner. Yeah, we have a few more options now when it comes to these uh, TMR Moogles, it's kind of nice let's talk about the two units um i know that their tmrs are actually half decent i might even consider getting the trust moogles just to Prism moogle some of them maybe maybe one in specific um dark knight leon is coming in he mm-hmm. is a fell knight is his job i'm not too excited about his kit it's very bland it's cookie he's, he's Axstar with uh, dark damage specifically, like it, it's it's really yeah. not that unique. Uh, most of the DPS
1: units coming out have just been a variation on the Ax Star formula, where you use certain abilities to buff your other abilities, and then you use your buffed abilities. Except they all just get a different element that gets used on their main attack. That's exactly
0: all. one thing that they are doing here is releasing these units with latent abilities. Um, mm-hmm. So. Dark Knight Leon has two abilities you can awaken through the, what is that called? I guess the latent ability system is what I'll call it, the Ayaka fans or whatever. (laughs) Um, He has one that'll allow him to triple cast at the start of battle and buff the damage of his uh, main damaging ability, and the other one will do damage and buff the damage of his main damaging ability. So you can make use of those, and it's an interesting thing to do i'm surprised they're going that route though and not just making those abilities that he has it's kind of weird to make you farm out to unlock the unit fully it's it's strange that's uh you know it wouldn't be farming simulator if they didn't throw in
1: a bit of extra farming i forgot farming
0: simulator i forgot about that um his kit like we mentioned very cookie cutter chains with absolute mirror of equity does some nice dark damage the one nice thing he does have is a 70% break. Mm-hmm. It's locked behind an eight turn cooldown a bit like it's available on turn one. But once you use it, it's down for eight turns. But that's really 70% on a DPS. That's really good. Yeah, I think it's a nice to have in a pinch. Mm-hmm. And then finally, his limit burst. Pretty standard. Nothing to mention there. Um, but let's talk about now because these are the two things that I like. We got the boring stuff out of the way, in my opinion. His TMR is nice. It's really nice. It's a sword, it's a defender, it's called, and it has a passive called Shielding Blade, which gives you 10% physical evasion. Yep, and 20% defense. I
1: think the passive is what makes this sword good. It could, like, I would be excited to put it on some of my dodge tanks because it makes them a little bit tankier than, like, a Kiyomori, which has a 10% dodge as well, but it doesn't give you the added defense.
0: And it's a different weapon type because I know that some uh, tanks can't equip katanas, for example. Yeah. So it's nice to have that different weapon type. It's a half decent sword in general. I know some people run dodge DPS units that have, like, some of them have really crazy, like 25% built in dodge. Yeah. I mean, you could probably do it with
1: any of the uh, global exclusive, like Esther or Elena. They both have a respectable amount of dodge already in there. Exactly. But you would be sacrificing a bit of damage to get to 100%.
0: You would. It's true. So that's but half season.
1: This, this sword definitely helps, yeah.
0: And if you were unlucky and you joined the game after the dodge type weapons, those events passed, this can be a nice way to allow you to hit uh, 100% dodge on a unit using a weapon as well. Um, definitely consider picking that up either through getting the TMR or if you're pulling the unit. I'd invest some Moogles into that if you don't have something else. His STMR is really, really strong. Um, 50% attack when you have a sword and 50% when you have heavy armor. For a total of 100% increase, that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's really good. And it's not too restrictive,
1: uh, especially for him, but there are other units that also have access to those heavy armors and like to use swords, so... I think overall it's it's a really good STMR to
0: have. Agreed. Now let's talk about the most disappointing, in my opinion, the most disappointing CG unit released to date. Wild Rose Furion. Why is he disappointing? His kit is just, he's just not that great. He he just doesn't do the damage that the other ones do. Not to mention that his limit burst animation, like normally I don't care with CG units. I don't care what their kits do. If their animation is cool, I want it. For CG Furion, I watched his animation and I was like, this is kind of lame. Yeah, I think <clears throat>
1: during the the lost episode, you mentioned that uh, when you first started watching it and I had the same feeling, it felt like uh, I was watching the Bart's limit burst animation. except he pulls out a bow at the end. <laughs> yeah, just like a bow comes out of nowhere and the swords are randomly now arrows and then he does the cliche uh, cool guys don't look at explosions maneuver
0: yeah he just turns around before the arrows land like there's uh. just so many of those really just, lame <clears throat> i don't know it, it yeah. feels like they reskinned the barts one and put i think Fury the, i think a better
1: it. way to do the furian one is after he turns around he puts on a pair of sunglasses if he did that it would have saved the animation 100% and made it an 11 out of 10 animation.
0: Okay, but if you're going to go that way, you got to go. You, like, you got to commit. If you're doing a mean oh, CG, for sure. you just got to go
1: full. You're like, with anything in it. life, if you go halfway, it's just going to suck. Like, it's, you're not going to go one way or the other. You got to just commit to one vision and go
0: for it. As they say, you can't be half pregnant. Exactly. There are some redeeming factors about Furion despite his CG limit burst. For example, his TMR, the red sword, decent sword, 135 attack, and it has a unique passive it's called blood weapon. You heal based on physical damage you deal. I'm
1: actually a little bit more excited about this one just because of that unique effect. Uh, it's, I think it's the first weapon with this passive where it's not a separate ability that you have to use to get the healing. It will just heal you based on any of your
0: physical damage that you deal during that turn. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's a two-handed sword as well, which can help some people hit those high uh, attack numbers on certain units. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not able to get the dual-wield materials. And like every D like most DPS in any fight are doing upwards of millions of damage. That means you're he- like you're gonna be full HP all the time. The one caveat, you probably
1: will be anyway, the one caveat is it does not stack based on your chaining damage. So it'll heal you just based on uh, base damage. Your base damage, yeah, without chaining. But that's still a lot for most top tier DPS. Exactly. And, and like you said, Nine times out of ten, it'll just heal you right back to full. You're always going to be at full
0: health with this sword. Exactly. Really, really cool. I also like his STMR, uh, weapon Specialist. A really nice attack plus 60% with a bird, human, and stone killer added on.
1: Yeah, it's it's sort of a trend we've started to see with uh, STMRs where it's 60% attack plus a mix of killers. I think Furian's is the first one with three different killers. Um, And Bird and Stone is whatever. They're not too common of enemy types, but I really love the human killer on there because a lot of FFBE bosses are actually humans.
0: Yeah. And a 75% damage increase really makes a massive difference, especially when you're not when you, sacrificing anything for it. When you look at it, like you're getting 60% flat attack
1: plus 75% more against certain. Like That's that's a massive amount of extra damage from one materia slot. Super efficient. Yeah, definitely so, worthy
0: of uh, an STMR title overall both of these tmrs and stmrs are pretty cool i agree with you red sword kind of draws me a little more because of that unique effect that it has yeah um,
1: and i mean both you really and good. i are in a good situation where we are kind of covered for dodge equipment like i've had uh i've been able to deck out my cover tanks with 100 dodge for a long time now so i'm not as excited about the sword but anyone who's yet to complete their set uh, having a dodge tank helps a ton for quite a few trials.
0: It really does. It, it's so like the difference maker for sure.
1: Yeah, so these guys might be a little bit more excited about the uh, the Leon
0: sword. That's very true because it is overall for most people probably the more useful of the two. Yeah, um, it just depends where you're at in the game exactly. Let's talk about his kit briefly. Um, I really don't see it being good. His chaining families are Divine Ruination and Stardust Ray. Stardust Ray, is, like there's no real prominent users of it um, that are crazy good. Plus, Divine Ruination is kind of useless. Overall, he's kind of he kind of does a little bit of everything, and nothing is really that amazing. Yeah, I mean,
1: Furion's coming in with some of the least hype we've seen for a unit in a long time, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's kind of like a chaining support unit rather than a straight-up chaining DPS. Like, he just does actually a lot less damage than most of the the current meta DPS units. So like, even, even people like uh, CG Lightning, who came out sometime before him, I think he actually comes in under her damage, so he does have access to a lot of different elements. But I think it's he pays a high price for it.
0: Exactly, he's definitely more supporty. Um, he's not gonna like. I really don't think he does that great as your main DPS. Like the
1: problem is having a lot of different elements is really nice, but we don't have too many trials that actually have enemies switching elements where that would be useful. For the most part. Enemies have their set uh, weaknesses and resistances, and you can gear up or select your units based on what they have ahead of time, which makes units like Furion with all this uh, elemental versatility that they have. It's not as useful. Like It would be more useful to have him have more damage than more elements. The only, the only units I think that do it well are the units that have the Green Mage element, like uh, Onion Knight, that yeah, they, they don't do as much damage, they have a bunch of elements, but they also have the effect of shielding your team from certain elements, which kind of makes it a worthwhile trade-off. Whereas here, I just don't think it's worth the damage that he potentially could have had.
0: It's true, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it's really worthwhile using those three different, three or four different elements. Um, the other thing that in the past, the first iteration of Firion, really did a lot of killer damage, right? And that was kind of what made up for his lack of base damages. Um, But I don't think that they put in enough for him to make up for what he's lacking in his kit, which is kind of unfortunate.
1: I think it's because they tried to cover too many different families, so they didn't want to give him too much. Because he does have bonus damage against a a wide variety of different enemy types, but I, I don't think it's enough when it comes to how much damage he actually puts out. I mean, time will tell. We'll see after a little while, once people start using him and playing with him, he might be a little bit better than we give him credit for. But I think in general,
0: uh, most people agree that he's not the greatest right now. I agree. He's not a clear-cut greatest. You might be able to work with him to make him do something, but I don't see it personally. Um, Like you said, we'll see in the near future as people test him out, maybe what he brings. That's pretty much it for Fyrian. He gets latent ability, uh, latent abilities as well. Same as Dark Knight Leon, Um, a damaging ability and a nice DPS increase if you awaken it. Um, I don't, I really don't like this latent ability thing. It's just like it feels like, you know what it feels like actually? It feels like when you buy a game, and they're like, "Thanks for paying eighty dollars." Now buy the DLC to finish it yeah that's what this that, feels like
1: if you're getting an unfinished unit and you have to farm to get the rest of it yeah <laughs> i know that's stupid i don't know why they did this but
0: it's beyond my my fathoming i'm just not going to question it i agree this episode has really been the the pluses and minuses of ffpe there are some things that they're just like taking steps forward with it feels a lot better makes it a lot better for the players and then other things that you're just sitting there like, why? Why are you doing this to me? What yeah, why are you
1: purposely making my life more annoying? Exactly. Like, you want me to just have less fun playing your game, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's your goal. Exactly. Uh, I won't. I, I don't like the latent ability system in general, but I'm not going to dive into that in this episode. Yeah,
1: I mean, we've talked about it on a way, way, way previous episode. We've had frustrations with it, though, like the moment it came out. But I think at some point Gumi said they're going to work on fixing it or changing it in some way. But to date, I haven't seen any satisfactory changes. So I've just pretty much given up on hope for that system to change. I just think it's just going to be
0: what it is. Honestly, they just need to take out the fact that I have to do a fight.
1: Yeah, but that's never going to happen. You have to do so. Like, look at Dragon Quest, the collab you have to do a stupid ass fight every day for no reason that you just you basically press auto and you clear the fight and get the rewards like why not just give us rewards in our inbox every day to make our lives better
0: i have no idea you're right it's a very common trend where you do meaningless things to get a reward that you really like you open it and you press auto it's true it's just so
1: yeah, the fights are not designed to give players a challenge. They're designed to, I understand, you want to show off the limit burst animations for the units, and I think that's awesome. Make one battle like you do with your CG units where you can select any one of the the units and go in, and if you want to see them, you can see them. Or even do or what you've
0: done here, but only just do make it, it once. One fight. Yeah, just make it one yeah. fight. You get all the rewards you would have given over the week. You just put them all into the one fight. Well, you can even dish out the
1: rewards over time. Like, it's fine. It's just put them in my inbox. Don't make me have to do the same. It's like you're making me grind uh, Earth Shrine for no reason. Yeah, that's exactly
0: what it is. Like, why? Uh, Hopefully, hopefully they change things like this. I really don't like meaningless farming. Uh, It just feels like you're not getting a great reward for the farming you're doing. Like, I, I feel like I waste my time when I go into that fight. Well, that fight is a little bit like I don't really get annoyed too much by because I can just press auto and then go do something else. You know what I do, but, actually? It's funny you should say that. You know what I've done? I put in counter units, so I don't even have to press auto. They just counter and win. Yeah, like smart. Because <laughs> why bother? Yeah. The, the things have like
1: 2 HP. They're going to die anyway. It's just yeah. you know a matter of getting through it. Uh, it just sucks that you have to go into a separate menu and actually click through it and go and...
0: And go through that loading screen and all that. I just don't know. I agree. So let's move on from that topic. I think we're spending a lot of time there. I, I really think we finished beating that dead horse. Real good. Meaningless well, the is, sucks.
1: The problem is the horse isn't dead. That's the problem. Like, it's just, it keeps coming back. <laughs> <If> every <laughs> new event is some new, like, stupid, stupid thing horse. they want you to it's, do.
0: It's the horse of Hasiko. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. We should move on. Just... We, we've set our piece on it. Exactly. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, there's a lot of ranting from me and Minnie about some of the issues, but also giving praise where it's due, where they're making strides forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think either of us went off into a full-blown rant. I feel like some of these critiques are justified, and we're definitely not the first people to bring them up. I think it's generally in the community that people are getting a little bit tired of the pointless
0: button clicking, so to speak. So, you know, exactly. And we're all hoping for a better future for FFBE. That being said, let's close out this episode. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Um we will Sorry this is a little bit late as well. We had some technical difficulties last night when we tried to record this. So, sorry it's a little late, but uh hopefully we won't run into those difficulties again oh yeah i
1: don't i don't i don't foresee it happening i'm gonna be very vigilant (laughs) starting
0: from this week here you go minnie's minnie's promise all right guys catch you in the next episode peace all right see you next week